0: Welcome to the Scalable Marketing Machine podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Hedra, marketing consultant for female founders and creator of the Scalable Marketing Machine Accelerator. I've helped dozens of women grow and scale their businesses from six to seven figures and beyond, helping founders like you to implement my proven growth system that focuses on brand communication, marketing strategy, building your lean team, and leadership. On this podcast, we talk all about what it takes to get to the next level in marketing and in life, focusing on practical, tactical advice that will help you grow your business and explode your revenue. Are you ready to learn? Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Your Scalable Marketing Machine Podcast. I'm your host as always, Victoria, and today we're talking about competition right? How to harness our competitiveness to give us an edge in our business. So I wanted to start with like a little bit of a personal story. And I'm going to tie it all together about marketing and business. So just bear with me. But I was sparked to create this episode this morning, because as I was driving to the gym, um, my CrossFit gym, because I do CrossFit, I actually do CrossFit competitively, which not a lot of people know about me. It's kind of like a passion little obsession thing and I've been doing CrossFit for about ten years. And this morning when I was driving in <laughs> to park my car, I saw this this woman I'm walking in who I'd never seen before. And she looked and she looked pretty strong. She looked pretty solid, you know? And <laughs> I could just I felt myself from my car just looking this girl up and down and giving her just like the skankiest stank ass stare. And I find myself doing this a lot with new women that come in to do a CrossFit class, right? It's like I'm always sizing up new people because I have this unbelievable competitive side to me. And so I've managed to get, gain a lot of what I call frenemies because obviously I'm very gracious and kind to people (laughs) to their face, but in my head there's a whole dialogue going on that is not very kind. Um, And I have this, this need, this desire to just beat everyone and be the best when I'm at CrossFit. And I'm not the best at the gym. I'm not, but I'm, you know, among the top, maybe I would say like top five. And I learn so much and I admire and I get so much inspiration from the women that are like stronger than me and have better technique and all of this stuff. But this this desire to be the best, the desire to kind of beat out whomever is in your presence, right, is actually extremely useful if you can harness it in business. Now, some people, some of us are just more competitive, but I like using the analogy of like a sports analogy because I feel like I'm able to harness this like little wild beast inside (laughs) at CrossFit because I'm really clear on what I need to do so you go to the gym you have your workout of the day this kind of if you're not familiar with CrossFit they have you know every class a workout of the day or several workouts of the day and you just like your instructions of what you have to do and they're usually a combination of cardio stuff and weightlifting stuff and it's it doesn't vary too much right there's movements that are more difficult than others there's different progressions of movements you know, some things are really difficult to do and really gymnastics heavy, for example, like walking on your hands and and sort of, you know, flipping over the bar and things like that, which I things that I'm, you know, still working on doing. But it's pretty straightforward, right? You have your instructions. And so all you need to do is focus and get it done and do the best that you can. Now in business, this works a little bit differently. And this is how I'm going to loop it all back. But I want to stick for a moment on this idea of my frenemies, my frenemies. So whenever I'm paired up, so this morning, this lovely, unbelievable lovely French girl who was visiting, (laughs) who I was like destroying in my mind, um, you know, I was sizing her up, I was seeing her technique, all of the stuff, um, and we got paired together. And what was so great about that, and I love being paired with people that I think might be better than me or people that are better than me, because it pushes me always to do better. When I'm face-to-face with someone doing something better than me, I can see the clear path. Another really good example, and all these analogies, let's just bear with me. Another really good example is like when you're paired doing weights with someone else that's perhaps stronger than you or they're not or you're stronger than them right there's some kind of inequality with how strong someone is and you're doing like a weight movement right always 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 this happens where whomever's doing the heavier weights right pushes the partner to do something that they never thought they could do they they you know lift their heaviest lift Or they, you know, execute on some kind of movement they didn't think that they could do. Because there is such a power in being next to someone and seeing it for yourself. It's crazy. And you'll put so many limitations on yourself because in your own mind, you've already set your ceiling inside yourself. And so this is the argument for why communities and masterminds and all these things are so important because when you are next to people that are beyond your skills and have achieved more than you, it pushes you to push yourself because oftentimes we get sort of stuck in a rut and we don't really push beyond what is capable because honestly, we just can't see what could be the next step, right? it's like, you don't know what you don't know and you think that you're doing as good as as you can and this is another part in the gym analogy, but I love it because I, I think that, you know, I, I think that I'm good at certain things across it. Like there's, you know, things that I'm especially good at. And one of those things is like cardio stuff, right? I can push really hard because I'm, you know, I'll go crazy. I don't care. I'll go as crazy as I can to go as fast as I can. And I often am the fastest, right? Everyone's sort of like, oh yeah, like Tori's crazy. She's like a machine on the machines, right? It's like my nickname, But, but, by no means am I, like, competitively that all that fast. And just because I'm the best within a small group of people, I know for a fact, because, you know, when I go to competitions that are outside of our gym, and I'm competing with other people from other, you know, regions of the country or whatever, that maybe have different experiences, I'm definitely not the best of those people so you can see how much more there is to gain, how much there how much more you can improve. And it's not until you're face to face with that reality is it is it actually possible to push yourself, honestly. Because again, like even if you have this desire to push yourself, sometimes you don't even know in what way you could or should be pushing yourself. And so that's why It's really, really important to just get yourself in a room or with people and individuals that up level you and bringing it back to marketing. So this is something that I struggled with for so, so many years. Now, when I left college or while I was still in college, I got an internship at like a big corporate television network and I was like an assistant, right? And then I left New York and wanted to go have like a a trip abroad. And I moved to China. This is sort of my story. I moved to China. I was there for about six years. But while I was in China, I got completely enamored with entrepreneurship. And I linked up with two, you know, young guys that were real estate developers and hotel developers. And this was like my entryway into marketing. I was like I did a project for them, I was a marketing manager, and then a marketing director, and then marketing director for the group and all of these things. And as I was moving up the ranks, because it was a smaller business, not a large corporation, I didn't have this like corporate structure where I was, you know, even when I was a marketing manager, I was reporting to the CEO. And then when I was a marketing director, I had more people on my team, but I was still reporting to the CEO. And so my, 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 like my vision of what marketing is and my own personal development, the buck really stopped at my CEO. And he was really great with giving me growth opportunities. Um, they were a part of EO, which is Entrepreneurs Organization, which is this international organization of entrepreneurs. But you have to have raised or have revenue of like, you know, in a certain amount of millions in order to enter it, right? So I got behind the the screen of this <laughs> organization with them as like a 20 whatever year old starting out and I was able to see like structure and some systems and things through the EO process and my mind was just like blown because of course you don't know until unless someone teaches you you don't just like wake up knowing these things and for any kind of development like career development it's that you need to keep putting yourself in uncomfortable situations that are beyond what you're capable of to be up leveling and kind of just like seeing what you don't know. And I remember many years later, like as I was even working as a fractional CMO, you know, I knew in my heart that data like wasn't my strongest, my strongest strength. It wasn't my best skill, right? I had kind of come up in marketing you know, in where my base was kind of hotels and boutique hotels with a lot of creative background, right? Building brands and kind of deploying brands and events and partnerships and celebrities and things that were really kind of fun, right? And data was never my, wasn't my bag. And I, I tried like the Dickens to uh, like, you know, sign up for courses. I signed up for, you know, college courses and studied myself, like, you know, how do I create good data systems and all these things. And it wasn't until I accepted a client as a fractional CMO when I was doing fractional CMO work, that was, you know, SaaS guy had sold, you know, several SaaS businesses and was really, really data driven. And it was the worst year of my life. It was so uncomfortable. It was so, so painful. And I would get reamed out at the leadership meetings just for not knowing the numbers well enough, not knowing the formulas well enough, not knowing all of the metrics well enough that we should be that we should be measuring. I remember being yelled at and so full of shame because I didn't understand what a CAC payback period was. And I just was like I never have come to like face to face with this metric before like a CAC payback period and it like haunted me and of course I had to create in order to like deal with this client I created index cards of all the formulas and I had them on the wall next to my computer so at all times I was like quizzing myself and it was so painful I mean I had to do like a lion's roar in the mirror every single week when we were going over the scorecard with the metrics because it was just like I was just terrified. And that didn't help my case, actually, because, you know, when you're, when you're like in a role and in, in, in a business, and you're not feeling confident, everyone can feel it, you know, it's like, it's like a tell um, that you just don't know what the heck you're talking about. So the reason I bring this up is because like, it was the most painful year of my life working with that client. And it was abusive. And it was really, really difficult. However, I can tell you what a CAC payback period is now. And I am like a Swiss army knife when it comes to building marketing scorecards and understanding how all the metrics spill into each other. You know, it was getting myself into this uncomfortable situation and seeing like, okay, how am I gonna work with someone that really knows their, their shit when it comes to numbers? And stepping into that team was what helped me grow exponentially. So bringing it back to the, the gym reference, right? When you're next to someone that is doing 10 pounds more on the, on the weights than you've ever done and you don't think it's even possible, but you're next to them and you're saying, hey, you know, like this person, you know, doesn't seem that much stronger, more skilled than me. Like you just keep going with the flow. You kind of move up gradually, move up gradually. And before you know it, the weight is that 10 pounds heavier than you thought that you couldn't do. And so in business, we have to put ourselves in these situations. Now, as a founder, and a CEO, what becomes increasingly more difficult is when you don't have someone on your team whose skill set supersedes yours. Because you and your whole team are stuck at the development stage that you are at. And what's even more difficult and challenging in that situation is as a CEO founder and CEO of your business you need to know a little bit of every piece of your business you need to understand hr sales finance marketing you know all of that stuff but it doesn't you're not going to be a subject matter expert in all of those things and so if you want to sort of increase performance and production, you need to make sure that your team is getting into situations where they are able to up-level and upskill themselves. And this is exactly the reason why I created the Scalable Marketing Machine Accelerator. Because that need, I see myself in those mar- in the marketing teams that I talk to from the founders and CEOs that I work with. Their marketing team, they're struggling. These marketing managers, they are, usually they're so like energetic, and they're growth oriented, and they're so excited, and they really, really want to do well. And, and they're loyal. They're so loyal. And in, and I've spoke, I've worked with businesses that have, you know, six figure revenues, and I've worked with businesses that have 250 million in revenue, right, but still struggle with this marketing position. Some businesses, don't have the appetite to hire a full marketing director or a CMO. Maybe it's not part of their uh, of their business structure or their philosophy for for some reason they don't have this position, someone that's super experienced to sort of drive the train when it comes to marketing. And so the scalable marketing machine uh, the scalable marketing uh, machine accelerator fills that gap because what my intention with the program is to transfer, all of my knowledge to the founders, the CEO, so they feel confident leading the marketing team and also bringing up their marketing managers and the people that are so loyal and hungry and excited, but what they lack and what they need is the structure, the instruction manual on how do I run this marketing department, right? Because when I saw that for the first time in EO, back in China, like, I don't know, like 20 years ago now, I was so shocked when I saw um, Scaling Up. Scaling Up is the textbook that they use at EO. And it was written by this guy named Vern Harnish, who I totally geek out over. I'm like such a fan girl of this guy who's just like this business, uh, this business like, thought leader, okay? But I was floored when I saw this textbook because I was like, now this book, Scaling Up, is intended more for larger organizations, But all of the chapters were like, this is how you do uh, how you organize your finances. This is how you do HR. This is how you do marketing. This is how you plan for it. These are things you consider. It's like an instruction manual. And my mind was blown because I had been working for years, you know, under, you know, under these founders, these CEOs directly that yeah, they instinctually knew a lot about sales and marketing, but it wasn't like their primary focus. And when I saw this textbook and I was like, oh, finally, I have some like clear guidance on what I should be doing here. And I think a lot of teams function in that way, right? We just need the instructions and we need people that are beyond our skills to help bring us up and help level us up. And so what I've taken from that experience is I've taken this sort of corporate structures and systems that are used for like, you know, case studies in that book, that textbook I mentioned, Scaling Up is like Coca-Cola and, you know, uh, huge businesses, right? But I've morphed it and changed it and parred things down and made it my own. And that's how I've sort of created my systems of, you know, growing successful marketing teams that help support the sales effort and helping founders, you know, grow their revenue. But without these like systems and frameworks and some guidance, like some some specific knowledge to help up level your team, um, it's quite difficult to sort of get a handle on those different pieces of your business, especially marketing. So where does that leave us? You know, what can we do? Well, you can join the accelerator, the scale of a marketing machine accelerator. I would love to have you there. But... You could get other alternative training and, uh, you know, courses or coaching or consultants that can come into your business and help show you a path forward because doing things in that way, it, what it does is it, it, it kind of pulls back the curtain and reveals to you just systems and way of doing things that can relieve like a lot of stress and put things in a way that are going to be measurable. So the the every action that you're executing, you know, for your marketing, for example, it makes sense, against like a larger strategy, it's measurable. And when you measure things that met those metrics really drive you to make decisions that are going to improve and enhance everything that you're doing. Right. So That's where I'll leave you with today, right? If you feel like you're struggling with, you know, how to put your marketing department together and and how to systemize your marketing efforts and how to create a clear sales-focused marketing strategy that's going to pull everything together, you could always DM me on LinkedIn. That's where I like to hang out. And I can send you a copy of my How to End Marketing Overwhelm um, guide, which is totally free or you can head on over to UglyVentures.com, that's Ugly with an dot U-G-L-I-V-E-N-T-O-R-E-S.com, backslash resources, and I've got a bunch, like a bundle of different free guides that can help you um, upgrade your brand, uh, create a sales-focused marketing strategy, and then as I mentioned, end that marketing overwhelm that so many of us feel. But regardless if you're sort of connecting with this on a business level or a personal level, I think the challenge for the upcoming week, for everyone, including myself, right, because you always need to be putting yourself in these situations, is find an uncomfortable situation for yourself. And it could be very small as sort of, you know, having a tough conversation with a friend or a loved one or whatever, because that takes a lot of courage, and it is uncomfortable. Um, Or doing something that you've been thinking that you want to do, that you just haven't had the chutzpah and the courage to do. But we have to remember, like, we have to intentionally find these uncomfortable situations to keep pushing our growth, right? I think a lot of us, it's easy to read and consume things on social media and it's less easy to actually put ourselves out there and give ourselves the opportunity to learn something new and challenge our beliefs and challenge what we think is possible for ourselves. So that's what I'll leave you with this week. I hope you have a beautiful week and I'll see you back here next time for the Scalable Marketing Machine podcast. You did it, you made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast, it helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week.